some people believe that if you are called to ministry, you should be poor as a pauper, beg for your supper, shake a tin cup, or be broken, beat up, or, but that, my podcast peeps, is not the biblical precedent. In fact, biblical priests wore lavish robes, drank out of golden cups, had all of their needs provided for, they were honored and esteemed, and were not living in a cardboard box or in a band down by the river. You can put down your offering plate, baby, because today we're talking about how to finance your ministry without offerings or donations. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Coach Zach, Coach Tamara in the house. We're missing Coach Jillian, but she'll be back next time. And we're talking today about how to remove, eliminate the financial stress, the financial barriers for building a ministry. Goodbye, stress. Goodbye, financial barriers. It's the biggest problem. Like how many people have a have a nonprofit, have a vision, have a dream to do amazing things in ministry, but don't have the finances, right? Like, is that not the one thing for a lot of people? So what we're going to talk about today is not how to raise venture capital, how to get more donations, how to get more offerings, how to get more gifts and giving into, into a ministry or ministry idea. We're going to create a new paradigm, which is creating the finances yourself to fund your ministry. Coach Tam, you said something that I thought was really good and and we didn't really get to go any further on it. So let me maybe throw you a curveball here. You had said something to me about what Jesus said. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. He didn't say I must be about my father's ministry. So business is a principle that's taught all throughout the Bible. Like business is done every step of the way in the Bible. There's businesses and businessmen and businesswomen. So what do you think about people building businesses who are also called to the work of ministry? I think it's a biblical precedent. The apostle Paul had a side hustle as a tent maker. That's how he financed his ministry. And I think that every person who is called to ministry would be more blessed financially, more blessed in their ministry, more peaceful in their families, better provided for if they had a side hustle like the Apostle Paul and built a business that helped support their ministry. And in fact, did you know that business is an awesome marketplace for evangelism? Business is an awesome marketplace for ministry. And if you think about it, think about it strategically now, because this is what God did. This is what God did. He took his people and he planted them like seeds all over the earth in business and government and education, in the church, yes, too. But everywhere there are people, there are Christians, including business. 
And it's a great place to evangelize. It's a great place to share your faith. It's a great place to pray for people who are sick and see them heal. Business is awesome. God loves business. And it is a great way for those of you who are called to ministry to do the big visions and do the big dreams that you're called to do. And another little ancillary benefit is nobody can point at you then and say that you're just one of those money-grubbing preachers sponging off of the poor and innocent. And you can say, hey, I have a business that helps to finance my ministry and that supports my family. Yes, yes, yes. There are no, no, no downsides to that. It's it's true. I mean, we're, we've got so much we could dig into on this. I was just thinking as you as you were speaking, Coach Tam, you say, I've heard you say many times that if you write, you can speak. And if you speak, you can write, right? Because we help writers, we help speakers, we help coaches. They all kind of blend together really nicely into one, one business vision. But I want to say something similar is that if you have a ministry, you can have a business. If you can do ministry, you can do business. And if Love you it. do if you do business, you can do ministry. And I'll take it a step further and say, if you have a business, you should have a ministry. And if you have a ministry, you should have a business, right? Yeah. They're the same skill sets. They're the same skill sets. If you've got the vision and the drive and the commitment and the follow through to start a ministry, you can do business, Amen. right? Amen. And if you if you can do that for business, you can also do ministry and it's such a beautiful model. It's such a, a beautiful synergistic model to have a business because the difference is, is between a business and like a passion project or a business and a ministry is that a business is going to bring money in, right? You're going to make money doing business. Ministry, you're pretty much going to sow money in. We're pretty much going to sow money into a ministry. And I think that that is a incredible paradigm. That is an incredible framework for a very fulfilling life, right? Like obviously we've got our faith and and our family and things like that. But as it relates to our work, which is an act of worship, if you can build a business and a ministry, that is fulfillment to me in a work perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you this too, that a lot of ministries really suffer because the minister has developed their ministry skills, but they have not developed their business skills. Mm. And if you want to be successful in ministry, you need business skills. You need to know how to run an organization, how to how to hire, how to train, how to manage, how to lead. All of these are our business skills. So for those of you who are in ministry and and you're and you're struggling in ministry, you know it was not your intention when you answered the call of God to take a vow of poverty concurrent with your desire to serve God in ministry. For most of you it's not. So so let's talk about starting a business. Let's talk about how how can you start a side hustle that will grow will allow you still to do ministry in the marketplace and will provide for your family and provide for your ministry vision. Now, we have an answer for you. There's a lot of a lot of things that you can do and there's a lot of things that <clears throat> quite honestly break my heart that I see some ministry leaders trying to do that are destined to fail. They're just they're just not a good model. It is just not 
a good model to sell soap and penny candies and and do some of the crazy things that that people do that they think oh this would be a this would be a great idea there are some models that are just bad models and there are other models that are excellent models especially for people in ministry and i'd like to focus on one that we happen to be experts in we're we're the best of the best and training people how to start a business that you can also do ministry in that will provide for your family and it is one that is just hand in glove just such a beautiful fit if you have a heart for ministry and that is mentoring it is coaching it is leading people helping them praying with them counseling them it's really is ministry but the world understands the coaching model they understand the the consulting model they understand the counseling model the ministry model not so much they don't always understand that and that's okay that's all right so what we really specialize in is helping uh people ministers included lots and lots of ministers in our inner circle group but we specialize in helping people start a high ticket coaching program that will help them finance their ministries and so zach i don't know if you want to kind of talk about this right now or you want to sort of talk about some other things with regard to financing your your ministry with business yeah no i think it's a it's a great thing that we can talk about right for all the ministry leaders out there the nonprofit leaders the pastors the administrators at, at every level the missionaries it's so natural especially for you right because like you know pretty much anybody with a message anybody with a calling can start a coaching program and make it work and, and create a great income doing that but especially if you're already a ministry leader if you're already a pastor if you're already a nonprofit leader it is the most natural jump to start a, a mentorship group, to start a coaching program. And you don't need to like scale it to the moon with thousands of people, even just having like a small group of 12, right? If you had 12 disciples that paid maybe 500 bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month, that is a for real income stream, sure. right? And you can, you can do a couple of things with that. Like one is if you really can scale like multiple six figures, which many, many people can, you can use that to fund your ministry or at a minimum you can just support your family with that like you don't even need the ministry to provide an income and the ministry can right like my my favorite passage of scripture on getting paid as a as a ministry leader or as an entrepreneur or with your message or expertise is first corinthians 9 like first corinthians 9 paul really paints it clearly that you know, I, my favorite verse is, if we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things, right? Like if, it, if we're sowing the more valuable, is it too much for us to re reap the, the temporal? Read all of 1 Corinthians 9. In there, he says that I lay down my rights, right? Like I have the right, right? Do you not know that the priest eats the bread, that the, the Levites get the tithe, right? Like pastors are supposed to get paid we're supposed to get paid for the for that work of ministry that we're doing but paul lays down his right he says i don't i don't need that because i make sense i got my own business right so you've got options right you've got options it's okay to to make money with your message it's okay to reap material things where you're selling spiritual things that's a-okay but hey if you want to create another business another income stream like paul did and say hey i don't i got this nonprofit, i got this ministry they don't even pay me a salary because I got my own business, 
right? Yeah. And then people are going to come to you from a variety of different places. People come to you for help on a, on a financial spectrum. There's people that need the nonprofit side that cannot pay. And that's why you have a nonprofit. But then there's also going to be leaders and entrepreneurs and well-paid professionals that also want your advice, that also want to, to fellowship with you and to grow with you. And they should pay. If you can pay, you should pay because where your where your treasure is, there your heart is. Also, you're going to get better results. You know, so I, I don't think that if you got somebody that's a, a working professional, makes seventy five k a year, sixty k, hundred k, they should pay because they're going to get more out of it. And the worker is worthy of those wages. Yeah, yeah. I remember Zach. I was in Australia some years ago, and I was at a conference, and I knew a number of the speakers who were who were at the conference, and. Um, one of them kind of confessed to me that the offerings weren't very good and that they were going to lose money on this trip. And and I said, well, there's no reason for you to lose money on this trip. I mean, you have you have a wonderful opportunity. The people love you here. Um, why don't you just step out in faith and launch a coaching program? And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, right here, right now. I said, you're you're up to speak later today. I said, I'll tell you what to say to launch a coaching program. And he said, I'm listening. And I said, okay, well, you are very prophetically gifted and people are very wowed by your gift and your discernment. And I said, so at the conclusion of your message, instead of talking about your $15 books that you're going to sell a handful of, if you talk about that, instead of talking about that, I want you to say that you are launching live from the stage today, a school of the prophets. This is not for everybody. This is for people who are really highly committed and are, are able to afford the price of being a part of it. It's not just the price of money, but it's also the price of your time and being dedicated because we're going to spend time together. We're going to spend time together as a group. I'm going to answer your questions. I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to give you all of the curriculum. And I want you to say that it's $5,000 to join the group. And uh, he's like, <laughs> Hold on, Wheezy. I'm coming to you. I said, no, seriously. I said, there are people. He goes, damn, do you know how broke these people are? I said, not all of them. Not all of them are. I said, there are people here who own businesses. There are people who are white collar professionals. There are people who would happily plunk down $5,000 for the privilege of spending time with you. And uh, he said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out in faith. And so at the end, I said to him, now, do you mind if I ask you about the number view? Can I can can we talk about the money view? And he said, please, let's do. And I said, OK. I said, how much did you make in the offering? How how much money did this did this church give you in the offering? And he said, five hundred dollars. And I said, now, how much money did you make from the people who signed up for your school of the prophets? He said, twenty five thousand dollars. Whoa, that's a major, major difference. And can I tell you, any one of you who are in ministry, who have even a little bit of a following, even a small church, you can launch a high ticket coaching program and you can also do it outside of the local church or outside of, of the mission field. 
and teach the things that you're good at. If you're if you're good at leadership, if you're good at time management, if you're good at parenting, if you're always helping couples restore their marriages and getting their kids off of drugs, the world needs that. It really needs that. And they're paying people who don't have the spiritual insight, wisdom, experience, and knowledge that you have. So you can do that too. I love coaching for ministers. I think it's an just just a God-given, blessed model of doing ministry and financing your ministry. Yeah, we had a I, I had what was like an epiphany because this topic, this podcast topic was inspired a month or two ago on a Kingdom Builders Live. We had a couple of a couple of guests, a couple of our our inner circle members, Maggie and Lynette. And we had those two guests back to back and it was just kind of totally random, but they were both ministers. They both were called to ministry and had nonprofit ministries and they were struggling financially. And it was a grind. Yeah. They came into Kingdom Builders. They launched a business. They launched a coaching program. And now they are so fruitful and so abundant financially through their coaching program that they're taking care of themselves, but they can also sow into their ministry. They can also fund their own ministry. So those were the real life examples. Why we're even talking about that is because we just saw it. And it was like an epiphany for me that like, wow, what a great model. Like what a great opportunity. Every, every, you know, struggling, struggling ministry leader should do this, like struggling or not, but especially struggling, um, you know, it's so natural and it'll solve that problem. Absolutely. In fact, two of our Kingdom Builder of the Year winners last year, we had two of them. Yeah, we had Summer winners. Day. They were both in that he, boat too. Pardon me? They were both in that boat too. Yeah. Yeah. Summer Day, a uh, traveling teacher and Eve Beauvais, also, also in ministry. Um, both of them never, never had launched a coaching program before and had not ever even cracked the six-figure mark. And both of them earned over $300,000 their first year doing a high-ticket coaching program. It's it's just really such an awesome and brilliant model for ministers to step out in. And uh, unfortunately, I think that, that um, your belief system very often dictates your results. Now, this is this is also biblical. Jesus said, according to your faith, it happens to you. So if you're just expecting that nobody is going to want to pay you a decent amount of money to help them, that's going to affect the way that that you present. But can I tell you, Joyce Meyer has a high ticket coaching program, Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, John Maxwell. Like these are all people who are in ministry full time, known known as ministers, and honestly, they don't need money. They don't need the money. Their ministries are doing just fine. So it's not just strictly for the money view of it, but it's also for the ministry view because when people can sit down with you, you can really unpack, and sometimes they help you to unpack things that you know that you didn't even know how to articulate. They'll ask questions that you never even thought of asking yourself to to provide in a format where people can receive it and, and can learn from it. So we encourage you guys who are in ministry to, to 
open your hearts, open your minds a little bit to a new model, a new methodology, a new paradigm that is going to be so superior when you get it off the ground and it doesn't even take that long to do it. Like I gave the example earlier of of my friend that that it was kind of stunning for him to even wrap his brain around even doing this. But in one day, he stepped out and made $25,000 his first time doing it. And it and really didn't even give it much thought, maybe a couple hours of thought beforehand that he had to think about it. And he got up and he did it. And it changed his ministry dynamic paradigm and abilities, his ability to do things in ministry just increased in a really, really major way from $500 for that for that speaking engagement to $25,000. Wow, that is, that is, you know, hundredfold plus, plus, plus increase. Yeah, so true. Last thing I've, I've got on this is just, it's so refreshing too, you know, for a minister that's, you know, pouring out, especially to, you know, the, the widows and orphans and, you know, down and out, which is 100% like a beautiful, beautiful cause, yeah. but is a lot of pouring out. It's actually very refreshing and you get really filled up working with like-minded achievers, people who know they should and can and will invest in their success and will invest in their mentors and will invest in their their peer group, right? Like that's refreshing, right? For a, for a minister, a ministry leader to, to have a, a second group that's more of the people that can invest, are wanting to invest, are wanting to grow and are at that place to go to that next level, that's refreshing, right? Like it is so much better because I've worked with people for free and I've worked with people who pay thousands of dollars. It is honestly so much better working with people who pay thousands of dollars than working with people who pay free or like 29 bucks a month. If you've ever had a $29 a month client versus a $2,900 client, there is a night and day difference, right? So it is like, it's also a very refreshing, rejuvenating, fulfilling experience to have those high ticket clients. Like they, they pour a lot back into you. Yeah, for sure. Now, I don't know how much time we have left, Zach. So maybe you can tell me. Um, do we have five minutes? Yeah, we can take five minutes or we can wrap. All right. All right. Here's what I'd like to do. In our live chat, we have Inner Circle members who are joining us live. I want you guys to put all the objections, write down the objections, tell me you're in ministry and why you can't do this. You tell me the objections and I'm going to shoot them down like metal ducks at a county fair <laughs> because there is no reason why anybody who is in ministry cannot do this. This is so super simple. Okay. So, uh, Pastor Capitoria, Pastor Capitoria says, people say they can't afford it. Can I tell you something? 93% of statistics are made up on the spot, but I'm going to say 93% of the people cannot afford it or they think they can't afford it. That's okay. 7% 7% can, and you can finance a major, major ministry with the 7% who can. Elliot says, I've never done this before, but I've never done it before. Zach, you want to take that one or shall I? You got it. I want to take this one from this next one from Roger. Okay. Um, I've never done it before. 
everything you've ever done in your life, there was a time when you had never done it before. There was a time when you had never driven a car. There was a time when you had never ridden a bicycle, gotten on an airplane, started a job. There, there's been times where everything that you do now, there was a time where you hadn't done it before. So, so you've never done it before. You can do it now. Nothing's stopping you from doing it now. Nothing. All, all in your mind. All right, Zach, what's, what's sure. the next objection? All right. Roger says, I can't use the congregation to make money out of them. Right. And that's not just ministers. That's like everybody. Everybody thinks like, oh, how could I charge for this? How could I charge for my message? I don't want to make people pay. I will tell you, you ought to. You ought to. I think you are doing your congregation or any group of people a disservice by not having a high ticket offer, by not giving the people who want to the opportunity to go yeah. deeper with you. Okay, because like Coach Tam said, even if 93%, it's not for them, can't do it, whatever, the 7% who can, the 7% who want to, you are doing them a disservice if you do not. Like everybody else, it's okay. Come for free on Sunday. You should tithe, but hey, like, you know, get the $20 book. You listen to my free podcast. Watch my free YouTube channel. People can get freebies all day long. You ought to also have a high ticket offer because there is the five to 10% that can, will, and wants to. And those are the people that are going to have the radical transformations, right? We were like, Coach Tammy, you remember Zig Ziglar speaking for you saying that I can't change people's lives with my speech. Everybody gets excited for a free speech, for a free talk. That's not changing people's lives. What changes people's lives is people joining my high ticket program. That's where life transformation happens. So if you really want to change lives, you've got to have some deeper experience. And if you don't do it because, oh, I don't want to charge them. I can't I can't make money off of this group of people. 90% of them, they're going to take all the freebies. That's great. There is a 10% that wants to go deeper. And you, I think, have a moral obligation to give them that opportunity. All right. I'll, can I take one more? Yeah, yeah. Pastor Cap is back with... You're prostituting the gospel. You're prostituting the gospel. Um, okay. First of all, I am not suggesting that you start a high ticket coaching program like you say, hey, uh, I'd like to invite you to join my coaching program where I'm going to teach you how to get saved. Okay. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ is that there is forgiveness in Christ for repentance and that you can have a new life. I don't want anybody to start a coaching program about that. That's the gospel. That's what the gospel is, okay? But if you are doing coaching in the realm of um, any kind of, of uh, business development topic, self-development topic, relationships, um, health and fitness, there's a lot of things that you can teach on. Um, but here's here's something I think that's very important. If you're worried about being criticized, I suggest that you turn in your credentials right now, you take off your clerical robe, and you get out of ministry. If you're worried about being criticized, um, ministry is not the place for you because let me just tell you, you're going to be criticized. And whether you do or whether you don't, it really makes no idea and makes no difference because you can look at the life of Joseph, one of the very few people in scripture who had a good long look taken at his life and no sin was to be found in it. You don't look at, you don't see anything about any sin that Joseph did. In fact, you see him fleeing from sin. But whether he did or whether he didn't, it didn't matter because the outcome was still the same. Whether he 
took advantage of the woman and raped her or whether he didn't, the outcome was that he still wound up in prison and was accused of it. So people are going to accuse you of all kinds of things and they're going to criticize you, but you can't cater to your critics, baby. You got to do the call of God on your life and there is nothing illegal and moral wrong in any way about serving people through coaching them. Nothing whatsoever. All right. I love that. I love bringing in the the objections and the live questions. So that was awesome. We'll wrap this podcast here. Coach Tam, Greg doing it with you. We will see you guys next week on the KBA podcast. God bless you guys. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting episode.